and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 161. Oh my god, Woo! I have whiplash. Where today we will be looking at the alternate and Armageddon game. First up in the alternate. Corio. Right. I forgot that bit. That's Jake. That's what? Who? What? Who are we all? I'm Chris, or possibly the weird goo monster he turns into. Oh no, we're doing this today. I'm Ames, who discovered Chris on a rock somewhere on a planet. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. Aww. I'm Jake. And I'm covered in Chris's goo. No! <laughs> That's the danger of sitting on that side of the table with him, you know? Mm. Uh, so Such So first up in The Alternate, it's Dr. Odo and Mr. Hyde. Yes, <laughs> when Odo's pseudo-father, Dr. Mora Pole, shows up. Dr. Noonien Sung. <laughs> complete with Odo's hair, as we were promised. He's all, Odo, I found a world that has... Trace DNA that reminds me of yours. And Odo's like, sweet, let's go look at it. They go look at it. With Dax. With Dax and some rando. And then in, and they're down there and there's a plinth. And they're like, we're going to take this plinth home, which is weird. But then, oh no, earthquake. And it gas. It was a load-bearing plinth. It was, yes. And gas. And everyone's like, we're dying of gas. And Odo's like, I don't have lungs, motherfuckers. And they beam up to the runabout. And, uh, you know, they get back to DS9, and everyone's in the sick bay, and Odo's like, Ag! He's like, what? Ag! Thank you. Um, Sounds right. Sounds like something Odo would say. Yeah. Ag! Jake could do it. Ag! Nice. Thank you. That's pretty good. Uh, Oh, and they also found, like, a little, like, pile of organic something or other that they put in the lab, and for some reason, apparently DS9 has no other scientists except Jadzia, because it's up to Miles to figure out what's going on. Someone isn't available, it becomes Miles' job. Yeah, he's like, he really is just the substitute teacher of DS9, like literally and in every other case. So Miles is like, oh yeah, I'm analyzing the thing and it's mutating so fucking fast, it's kooky. And then, you know, they all go to bed, and then, oh no, the thing has possibly broken out of or been broken out of the lab. And then they go looking for it, but then, oh no, it looks like it's probably dead. Whoops. But then people keep getting attacked by goo. And you're like, what's going on? And Jadzia wakes up and she's all like, I'll help. And the show tries to imply there's something weird with her, but it never the really one that's good is at believable. Helping. And eventually, like, it's worked out that apparently the gas, well, it didn't knock Odo out, in fact, like, caused, like I said, a sort of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. And whenever he gets stressed out about his dad, I mean, More scientist point. thing. His scientist. He flips out and just goes on a hurting and killing spree. Because there was stuff earlier where Pole was all like, it's like, are you just like obsessed with Odo as a specimen? Are you actually kind of fatherly? It's weird. And Pole realizes what's going on and sets himself up as bait. And they catch Odo in a force field. And he's like, no, wait, let him go. And there's a moment. And they fix Odo. And episode's over. Serious question. Yes. Is he the master bait? Okay, it wasn't a serious question. You Do you want me to that. explain it to you? <laughs> jerks off. <laughs> That's the goo. That's where the goo <laughs> yeah, comes from. Seriously. So, Jake understands all about that, sitting so next to Chris think, if, and being if, covered if in it. If Odo modeled his head hair after his father. Oh no, his pubes. <laughs> How dare you, Jake? I bet he's just like a Ken doll down there. Better be. No one told his him dad? about the pee-pee? 
Yeah. Why would his dad whip his dick out in front of a pile of goo? You don't think that when he thought it was just a random he sample... He probably tried fucking it. Are you kidding me? He certainly fucked it. Oh, that's why Odo hates him so 100% much. 100% he fucked it. Oh, no. This is upsetting now. Now we're talking about... Oh, it was just sitting in a beaker. Just sitting there in the lab. It looked so squishy and warm. Oh, no. Let's not talk about that ever yeah, again. We should probably move on from... So... Odo being... Worst dad ever. A few weeks ago... We were debating, well, wait a damn minute now. When Odo isn't making eyes, does he see? And apparently no, but he does perceive. Perceive, yeah. So they have addressed that at least, that yes, there is some sort of perception he has that is apparently not comparable enough to sight to call it sight. Well, but does he see now? Yeah, because yeah. he made eyes. But he has to make eyes. Okay, eyes but, how so can you, but how can you, if you are a thing that only perceives, how can you make eyes that actually see and like hook because into he, your brain? Because he can turn into anything. But how does he know what an eyeball even is? He knows, He. I think he Did has... Did he have to like suck his goo all over someone's face to figure out what an eyeball is? Maybe. Yeah, I don't Some know. Some people like to get goo they, all I mean, they clearly face, found okay? some way to communicate Don't with shame. him. Yeah. So they, you know, described an eye. You know, he probably, yeah. it probably took him a long time the, to figure out how to make a lens and how to make a cornea. And a, I mean, these are also, they could be kind of equivalents to eyes. We don't know what he does see. It could be like the equivalent of sight. Because I know, you know, there are people out there who are against evolution not gonna not gonna fucking start who are and I, i've heard the the argument of oh but like the eyeball is so complex there's no fucking way that thing could have happened just by chance evolution and mutation but, but you look at there are certain like simple creatures that they don't have an eye but they have like spots in their cells that are reactive to light yeah which is basically a precursor to an eye and then when you kind of evolve that over the course of Many, many decades, a couple of months at least. Um, <laughs> yeah, but photosensitivity is three like, to five is days. very different than. Um, but it's it's kind of a start. You can see it's a how, building block. Yeah, you can yeah. see how over the course of millions of years. Oh yeah, over the course of millions. But I'm talking for Odo. Like he certainly has enough visual acuity that he must have the equivalent of a lens. I mean, that's the, like, for all we know, he's built himself a better eye. He might have better vision than anybody on the Well, you never see him wear glasses. He's got Jordy's visor. I mean, the other thing is not all animals see with eyes also, you know, like, there are animals that echolocate, that see Mm -hmm. the sound. But yeah, so that's... When he smells blood, get out of there. Like, honestly, (laughs) if I were Odo and I was, like, trying to, like, make really good sense organs i would i would have given myself echolocation right that seems like a much more effective thing because you but how see... would he know what echolocation yeah. is because dr moore Pole can't well i mean later also, on he'd have to go they, around be going uh, <laughs> where stuff was you know that maybe that's what he's doing when he makes oh my god you're right he does he uses Fuck. here's the thing here's the thing He's trying to blend in as much as he can and in the world of star trek 99 percent of sentient species do the eye thing. Yeah. I like that they did lampshade the ears when he's like, ah, oh, mm. I still can't handle, handle ears, huh? You're yeah. getting there. They're tough. I think it would, I mean, it would have been dumb if they had, but it would have been interesting if Rene Arbergenois played Dr. Oh, Mara. They, they intended him to. Like oh, really? they did with Brent Spiner. It yeah, would, that's why it would have been dumb because they, they already did it. Yeah, well, they also, they, mainly they didn't do it because they realized Dr. Pole's role in the show 
was big enough that it would have been a gigantic so PBS. hard to do filming because you know it would be you'd have to you know shoot all the scenes with Odo, get Renee out of makeup, put him in the other makeup, which takes a long time because it's not not just swapping a mustache on your face, Kirk, um, <laughs> and then put him in the other makeup and then do it for every fucking scene. Yeah. It would it would have taken an extra two weeks. They say. Mm. Woof. That's or, or, at least, or it would have taken an extra week to make it two weeks, but it, was, it would have taken double the time it would have taken to film this thing. I and do it, feel like, though, they did pick an actor who had, like, uh, a, like his face was, a, his head was in, like, shape. Yeah, he had a resemblance. You could like, see yeah. how how Odo could get there from here. Like, that that I thought was a nice touch. Like, you can, you, they, it, he looks enough like him. But yeah, I think having Renee play both parts would have just been too Dr. Soong all over again. Yeah. And it's like, we've Although seen in, this. Except in this case, it would have made a little more sense. Right, because it would have been the, you know, not creation, but the, the, the child mimicking. It makes sense with Dr. Soong. It's very it's, obvious yeah, it would make his blind yeah. drugs look like him. He's an egomaniac. Well, yes. I love him so much. After um, reading that novel um, about Doctor Soong, I was like, "Oh my god, he's a, he's a fucking brilliant genius!" And now I love him. Anyway, plus he looks a lot like Brent Spiner. And if he you does. <laughs> should watch Independence Day as a ten four. I've never seen it, so Ooh, I would really? like that. Really? Yeah, for real. Ninety four. Because I avoided science fiction for like a really long time. It's like a Roland Emmerich movie. What? I don't remember who directed. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't know the names. So yeah. <laughs> They stole a plinth. And so here, here's a, an issue I had with this episode. They stole a plinth? How dare they? No, it's there a little were, fucked up in my opinion. There were a lot of weird attempts at, like, misdirection that I feel like never really worked. Mm. Like, I never believed it. Like, there was the whole... What was the Stredzia thing you were referring to? Because I think I may have missed this one. To me, I feel like, like when she... There were a few weird things involving her and the plinth that I think were supposed to make us think, like... Oh, okay. Maybe... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, like, touched but... it and it looked... Yeah, like... she seemed real... And then, like, when she finally wakes up, they're like, Oh, uh, Julian let you go? And she's like, eh, I left on my own. And she was like... Julian never lets me ch- out of my chains. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But I feel like she was acting a little oddly in a lot of the scenes. And then there was the whole thing where Odo's like, wasn't that over here? And she's like, oh yes, I had it moved. And it was like, yeah, am I supposed funny. to? Like, what, that was pointless. What was, what was the point? And it was I like... it was misdirection. I think they yeah, were trying but, to do a mystery... Yeah, like maybe you're supposed to think like maybe something had infected her or something. No, no, just, but on, it, just on the set one day, they moved the plinth and then realized it in editing and said, oh no, we have to add a line really quick. Yeah, dub, dub Except it. none of us would have noticed. <laughs> I wouldn't have... Like when Oda was like, would've. when Oda was like, did that move? I was like, did it move? But I feel like they really tried and failed miserably mm. to like misdirect that something was up with her and or the plinth because it didn't really ever work. It just was frustrating. It's like, like I don't know what's going on, but I know it doesn't involve the plinth or her. So can we stop with this? Mm. There was there was a reference that when she finally got out of sick bay because Bashir. "Quote unquote," must have hidden her clothes. Yeah, and my comment was, "No, he has them somewhere so he can sniff them." Oh, probably true though. I mean, yes. he's still he's still such a creepy, and it's still really unfortunate. No, there's a there like, was, what, was it this episode. It's the next one. Oh, okay. Will yeah. He starts talking about how like oh she loves being chased, but one day maybe I'll stop chasing her and we'll see what that's like. And we were all like, "Yes, that would be great." That, that, then it would be like that's this episode. That part well week. adjusted. Oh yeah, that was the person. worst thing I've ever seen. When he said, when he said, when he's talking to himself, yeah. like, then we'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, be glad, I'll be glad when they kind of just fucking they, I thought they already way. were starting to, but now it seems they've Nope, it back. it's back. Yeah. It's it had back. been going away. Just and like the Romulans. So yeah, the, the, all the weird attempts at misdirection were strange. I do feel like, though, like seriously, it's like, 
So the prime director lets you just steal a plinth? Steal people's plinths? Well, it's not just that. It's like it's not just prime director. It's like it's a fucking archaeological. Yeah, site. he's gonna take it. Like I think Caitlin, you said it. It was like, couldn't they just use their crazy tech to do a perfect three D scan and replicate it on the holodeck? But it makes me itchy. For real, like you would think no, because like I mean, think about three D printers. You're telling mm. me we wouldn't be able to do that yeah, shit? What if there oh, was magic can. alien sh- goo inside? I just I just had my they mouth. They didn't want 3D that. They were just they were just tra- Oh really? Yeah, it was weird. Mm. So the the little um, sounds neat. The sample that they found. Hi, baby. That was a a, a baby Odo, correct? Well, supposedly, it? but it looked more like sand than. Well, goo. I think it was infected. I think it was sick. Oh, I see. But oh. when it got into the ship, remember how? Well, didn't they say there was like not enough CO two in the air for it or something? Well, I think it was infected with the same shit that infected Odo. That would make sense. And I think that's why. Um, so they should just go back to this planet and keep researching. But yeah, they don't. Look, and look for more Odo Because stuff. instead, instead, Daddy and Son get into a fight, and Daddy decides to go away. Well, also, the planet is clearly super hazardous. Yeah, you shouldn't go there. Uh, but yeah, no, when it died, when they when it was in the... Remember when, when O'Brien yeah. was in the Jeffreys tube, and it, he, it was... It spooged on his oh hand. Oh my god, it fell on him. That was such a yeah, great... I mean, that oh! was... That was definitely Odo material at that Yeah, point. that's true. It was the right color and everything. Gross. I was thinking that too, and I was like, why did nobody make that connection? And because no one else made that connection, I just kind of went, well, I guess it's not important. No, no but I think that goo was the alien they were looking for. But what I mean is it looked exactly like Odo goo. Well, that's to be expected, because they thought it might have been related yeah, no, to that. Here's line. what I think. I think the goo was... Odo, not the dead thing. No, no, no. So Odo was also what? goo. He was the goo monster. Yes, I know that. But there was, but the the sample, the alien sample that they had, I think Odo, the whatever the happened to him made him want to like protect it or something. Yeah. Mm. Like, and he went into like a primal mode and yeah. like went kidnapped the thing out of the lab, which and, happened to get it killed, and then and then Oops. like like hid it in the Jeffrey's tube. That actually reminds me, there is another problem. It's a pack rat. He's a rat. We often see him as a rat. It makes sense. Uh, that's an, another issue with the episode. Actually, it reminded me of is like it does. Like, at first, you're supposed to think, "Oh, maybe it broke out," but then later you find out, "No, Odo broke it out." Except they do this whole close up on the dome that does make it look like it, it was clearly exploded from out. the inside. So it's like, so you just lied. Like that's not misdirection. That is just straight up a lie. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You lie. unless unless Odo picked up the thing and then punched it from the inside himself, mm. or bent the bits back so it would look like that. Yikes. Except Odo in like Mister Hyde mode isn't that smart. Mm. <laughs> oh god, we had to see fucking melting caramel Odo again. Oh, I hated it, and it was like really drawn I think out. It's a, I think it's a good effect. Oh, it's a good effect, yeah, but it's, it's great, deeply but it's unsettling. Yucky. Which I know that's the point, but. Yeah, they made a comment. The um, the effects people were saying, you know, they they were trying to do uh, like a caramel, yikes, Yikes. Uh, a thing like in Alien where you don't see the creature until basically the end. You only get like glimpses of it for the longest time until you finally get to see the critter at the end. Yeah, unlike Alien, they didn't have a good critter for payoff. Yeah, it looked really dumb. It was bad CG. I dubbed him a goo golem or a goolem. Reminded me (laughs) of um, like Stay Puff, like (laughs) Melty Stay Puff. Mm, um, I do, I, you know, I think this episode, I, the thing I did like about this episode was sort of the exploration of the relationship between yes. Mora and... Oh, I was, Dad, sick, yeah. I was sick of Mora so quickly. Because well, he was really, an, he was annoying, but the relationship was still interesting. Yeah. Like, I felt like he sounded like, 
like Dad, a, stop talking about me in front of my friends. He's like the dad is like, why didn't you, why didn't you go to medical school, huh? Yeah. He just also felt like he was like an, a space Italian New Yorker somehow or something. Yeah. But he really does. I mean, you can tell that that character has, you know, feels for Odo. Yeah. But that Odo feels also feels for him, but in a different way. Odo mm-hmm. feels for Odo. Odo feels for Mora, but like I don't know. It's so weird. It's such a weird. There's a relationship. lot of justified resentment from Odo. Yeah, yeah, because he's treated as an experiment for most of his life, even yeah. when it's very, very clear. Like, oh my God, he's so developed and he's practically a person now. Mm. When we used to think he was just this goo that you know one day was a second glass on the table, which I thought was a very nice uh, detail. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. But yeah, that's a. It, it's such a tough thing to to explore the Odo character because. Like with Data, when you just find him randomly and turn him on, and then he has to, like, learn how to people. Yeah. Data learned how to people much more quickly, I imagine. I think he also has pre-programmed with people. Yeah. Well, depending on the episode, dozens of people. <laughs> Wait, actually, that's a good question. How long ago did he find Odo? Because I believe Odo... Because when, when he asks him about his, like, level of social, social interaction and ability, yeah. he says he's able to socialize as much as he wants to. Yeah. Which is so, often not much, because fuck people. Well, yeah, that's yeah, no, thing, I, People suck. Well, totally because, and because Moro was people, you know? Not the exact same kind of people, but if your main takeaway from people is they're going to poke you and prod you and, like, teach you to do fucking tricks for Cardassians... Why I think would that you... came while I... I don't think that was a thing Cole was a part of. No, I think he... No, I think, I he, think, I think, he, said, I think he said he, he was. He gave Odo to the Cardassians? No, no, so I like... think he taught, taught Odo how to do the neck trick oh. to impress the Cardassians. Because presumably, like, his research was at their yeah. will. Like, they could oh, have probably cut it off that. to any... Yeah, the thing, like, what's weird about all this is he was doing all this presumably under the occupation. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever been established how you know, quote-unquote, old Odo is in the sense of, you know, how yeah. long ago it was that he was in that lab. Couldn't have been super long ago, though, because Mora didn't look super old. Yeah, he's yeah, super he old. wasn't super old. It's probably 20 years or, or fewer, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. So um, I guess I what I, my point was that I would almost argue that he's just as good at people as Data, if not more so. It just might be that Data wants really very badly to be human, and Odo is like, well, fuck these people. Yeah. I noticed Mora didn't have uh, any sort of earring. Yeah. Did he not? Yeah, no. Like, a few weeks ago, we had that woman who we had what seemed to maybe secular Bajoran jewelry, but she still had jewelry. I wonder if there are atheist Bajorans. That's what I kind of wonder. Like, yeah. is he just, like, especially being a scientist, it could totally be like he just he is just not religious. Didn't the, the musician in Quarks didn't have an earring either? Did he not? I, I thought he did... Or there was somebody. There was somebody a few weeks ago who I made note of. Oh, he doesn't have an earring. Oh, it might not have been the musician. It might have been somebody else. But there was a character that was Bajoran that did not have the earwear. Okay. So it's it's definitely not universal. I, I'm guessing it's probably religious, religion the, related. Yeah. I mean, most of them have it, but we also yeah. know they're mostly very religious. Yeah. From what we've seen, space rednecks. Space rednecks. They're space rednecks whose gods literally talk to them. Yeah. So they're fit. send them orbs. <laughs> send them orbs. Well, they don't show send them... them orbs. The orbs just kind of show up. They on their own. they see visions of the future that are a hundred percent correct. So they might have um, so much naked barile. <laughs> they have so much. Uh, <laughs> it just gets uh, naked whenever. Reason to believe to be religious, I guess. Well, it's oh. good to be barile. So this, I, I mean this. Does it? I mean, okay, so this is maybe technically sort of a small spoiler. Boo. But 
this is going to come up eventually. We have reference specifically to Cisco's father being deceased. They, oh they, yeah, no. they never that say too. deceased. I don't think, no, I don't think they. They say, say my. What, what, what was the he context was sick. Here? He's sick. Well, yeah. that's true, but it's it heavily to implied. Like he was saying that he watched him. Yeah, it, it definitely was implied. Pretty heavily, but yeah. Yeah, I think you're you're into spoiler territory though. So well, well all I'm gonna say is yeah, like yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about this when we meet, if and when we meet the father. How nice, about that? good save. I saved it. I mean, I if, if it makes you feel any better, I already know. Oh, how do you know? Because I've seen like a, no, I've seen a couple episodes. We saw an episode with his dad in England. Oh, that's right. He's a huge racist. Oh no, wait, that's Admiral Cartwright. Yes. <laughs> cool. Same actor. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> Gonna switch Brock tactics. Peters. I to talk about what I always want to talk about. Let's talk about Quark again. Mm, oh yeah, the little him. cold open. Yeah, he was he was selling pieces. But of it was a very plague. warm open. Uh, everything's warm with Quark. Yeah, he's he's got such a nice personality, and he actually like I thought he was like charismatic as fuck as a salesman trying mm. to sell pieces of plague. Uh, it was actually a really great pitch. It I was. Would, I would have fallen for this pitch, and he was selling pieces of this guy plague until Odo tells him. By the way, plague's still alive. <laughs> And Quark feigns like he didn't know, and it's so cute. I was going to ask you that. Do we think that he didn't know? I'm certain he knew. Yeah, yeah, he knew. What I found interesting was that when the first time we saw this, it was the little supposed bits of the Nagus, who of course wasn't dead, but at that time Quark also genuinely... Never actually sold someone who was actually dead yeah, before. Yeah, no. But because it was like in this green powder, which presumably some sort of preservative, I had assumed they must cremate their dead, and you get bits of the ash... But it sounds like they know yeah, actually Odo's actively like, no, cut, cut them, up. them up. No, it's they said in the in the deck episode that it was the desiccated remains. So they may not be cremated, but they're dried and ground. Mm, I see, like leather. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think they're beef jerky, or like, like, I think, I like a it's, tasty jerky treat. That's what like I was just thinking. Chip. But yeah, so it's definitely it's a very different thing than I thought it apple was. Chips are yummy. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's the ashes. I think it's I think and I think that's why it's green too. I think it's because they it's are rotten and yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I think maybe they're. they're Flesh might be greenish underneath. I don't know. Maybe once it dries. Underneath all that fabulous They're eyeliner. They're kind of frog-like. So. I do love the eye. Why does only Quark seem to wear a lot of eyeliner? Because he's fabulous. Yes. He is he fabulous. Is. He does. He's... Fucking love him. He, because he's the one we get the best look at, they spend the most time on his makeup. Yeah. He's the most fair. vain. Yes. I'm really he glad Quark so doesn't vain. wear the, the neck. The head thing, the head yeah. thing. Like, it's unusual. I mean, there's only a few Ferengi that don't wear it. Mm. But Pell didn't. No, Pell did not. I do kind of wonder, though, like, you know, was it strictly just for the sake of of this bit with Odo, or do you think, uh, with Quark, rather, but do you think Odo actually does sort of s- study humanoid death rituals oh, in his spare time? I bet he does. Yeah. Wouldn't like, you? It, 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 see, it didn't seem too far afield when he was talking. I was like, I could, that makes a weird kind of sense. It's really interesting, the comparison of Odo to Data, because mm. Data's whole thing is to become more human whereas yeah. Odo is like he wants to understand humans but I don't think he wants he wants to know what to he do is right he yeah. wants to discover himself like, like not learning, discover himself in humans yeah like learning like oh man there might be another thing like me out there I think someone someone says to him Bashir not Bashir fuck who's your, who's your name Odo Odo this might be a key to your past I'm like he's already seen a key to his past it yeah. was a key yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> but yeah it, it, like, he mostly wants to study humans for the sake of making... Well, humanoids. For the sake of making arresting them easier. He does love yeah. arresting them. But I think that's it's a good thing that he's this way. Because, like, up till this point, what we've had is for our, you know... 
required Star Trek Other. There was Spock, where it was like the constant sort of in- internal war between his human and Vulcan hands. Yeah, between showing emotions and repressing emotions. Yeah, and Data, who just wants to be Between human. making out with McCoy and sassing at McCoy. And now, we've, you know, this if he was just wanted to be human, it would just be Data again. So I think it's more interesting that he's, like, fascinated by other species, but at the end of the day, his main thing is like, yeah, but who the fuck am I? Yeah, fuck making the ear perfect. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's good enough. I hear fine. Quote, unquote, here. Yeah, that's the thing. He probably just, he can probably hear. I hear is great because his whole body picks up the vibrations, not just <laughs> the ear. You know, you can probably hear when, like, Cisco farts in the bath 12 decks above him. Probably. Man, in the bath, too. That's more pungent. Yeah. More pungent? Farts in the shower in the tub uh, end up being more aromatic because of the steam and shit oh, in the air. Oh, yeah, no. Shower farts are the is worst. Is that because of the farts or is that because your, your, your sinuses are more open, though? Probably call a bank holiday. Poor K, no less dose. Hmm. That was a weird uh, farty tangent. Sorry, that's my fault. I don't know. Yikes. I blame, blame Ames this time. Totally my fault. Oh, that does spur a question that is unrelated that I will ask later. Okay. Is it about farts? The, the writer, Jim Trombetta, wanted to run with the idea in this episode that a changing with mer- multiple personality disorder would also have multiple shapes. Mm. And that was where the idea kind of formulated from. Ah, yes. Someone who doesn't understand multiple personality disorder basing television on it. It's always a good idea. Yeah. I actually do kind of like the idea, but it's just like, come on. He's a monster! It would be great if when he turned evil, if just like he got like a... a goatee. A goatee, but it was in the it was in the Odo hair like It would be so style. slick. So it's just like pasted on. Uh... Yeah, I, um, I, I liked, I liked the... Getting to know the backstory part and didn't love the stupid monster part. Yeah, I kind of feel like you could have just had an episode where Mora just shows up. We see him again, I believe. Oh, fun. But he just shows Another up good and... good reason to not just have Odo play him. And, yeah. Rene Arbergenois. But, you know, he just shows up to see Odo. And I don't think we necessarily needed, like, all this other stuff. I mean, I'd w- I would want to go see the critter on the planet and pick mm. up, like, the, the remnant goo and play yeah. with it. Um, like make like so much silly. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, yeah do, do like the newspaper thing. Yeah, that's like that's the shit. Come to think of it, I, without spoiling much, I feel like the sec- the neck the other Doctor Mora episode that we get much later is basically what this episode should have been, and, hmm. and we can revisit it. Yeah, when we I get to it. I know the episode. I I thought that was the episode we were watching this week. I'm like, oh man, the Doctor Mora Pearl episode. Yay! Oh, it's this one. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. It's like the first Loxon uh, episodes versus the later Loxon mm. episodes. Uh, they didn't quite nail it. Do we ever see Loxana again? Yes. Oh, good. We see her at least a couple more times. Oh, I'm so glad. I really love her. Which is such a turnaround from my initial feelings about Loxana, but that's fine. Do we have anything else on this one, or shall we... I don't. All right, well, I will ask a question of you and our listeners to consider. We won't discuss it now because it's not related, but discussing Cisco in the bath. I had this farts? sudden thought in the farts. What the fuck are we talking about? Why Which, are we talking about Cisco farts? This is something I want you all to think about. Maybe one of us can do a blog post or something. Oh, God. What Deep Space Nine characters are most likely to be sing in the shower types? Worf. Hmm. Emphatically Worf. Oh, yeah. There's Cleon Opera mentioned this episode. Mmm. Yeah. I, oh, that's, that's another sort of stray observation is... And this will also come up later, too, I think. Uh, if not this week, then next week. But just how mediocre and average Jake Sisko is. 
as just like he's just a boy. He's just a fucking kid. He's not a he's not a wizard child like yeah. Wesley. He's not he obnoxious like his, Alexander. He doesn't want to do his fucking homework. He doesn't want to listen he to Klingon opera. Anyway, girls. Chris has to talk about this episode first. Yeah, but no, what I do like though, one last thing, and then I will move on, is that he does he does use the oldest kid trick in the book. You're like, oh, yeah, Dad, was the last time you listened to Klingon opera? He's like, when they made me in high school, womp womp. <laughs> But then he has to do it anyway because that's how the world works. And then Cisco spends the rest of the day listening to Klingon opera just to prove his son wrong, (laughs) which is the best reason to do anything. (laughs) True. What are we watching? Sorry, I I nearly burped. Ah! Next up, we have Armageddon Game. Armageddon, tired of these titles. This is one of the better ones, I think. So... A couple of alien races have been at war for forever. The Talani and the Kellogg men. No, I'm sure that's not what that says. <laughs> it does not. Uh, the Talani and the Kelleron. And uh, they're like, we're done having civil war. Yay. We want to destroy all of our horrible, horrible bioweapons called harvesters. But we're too stupid to do it ourselves. So Deep Space Nine sends along Dr. Bashir and, and the chief. To play some racquetball for them. To play some racquetball for them and to destroy their harvesters. And when we come in, they finally, after like a week at it, have figured out how to destroy them using, I think, Muon waves or something. So they start destroying them and everyone's really happy and all the science is like, hooray! And then, you know, they get on the horn with Cisco and they're like, guess what? And Cisco's like... Great, so are you going to come home? And Miles like, oh, please, yes. And Julian's like, oh, but there's going to be a party. Have you seen how hot their women are? They're not with that hair. Um, he was in the woman. I know, because he has no taste. <laughs> and Miles is like, oh, fucking hell, I've been eating weird food all fucking week. I just want to fucking go home and have me meat and potatoes, but fine. Uh, and then right as they are going to destroy the last harvester, terrorists! And everybody gets shot. Except Bashir and Miles, who managed to beam down to the planet's surface. But oh no! Coincidence? Yes. <laughs> yes. Unbeknownst to the chief, he has been dripped on by the harvester as the thing went kerplody. Whoops. But they beam down, and they wind up in this little shitty hut, and they find some rations. And Julian's all like, well, we have to keep moving. And uh, Bashir, Miles is all, no, no, we're most... Our best best to fucking stay put, because they might come and fucking look for us. And it's not a good option, but it's our best option. And you're like, I, I love okay. the, how the Irish accent is just talk like you've got stuff in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, the, the ambassadors from both sides go to Deep Space Nine, and they're like, hey, so your guys died when they unwittingly triggered an old subroutine security and thing. And everyone believed it was totally Miles' fault. They did, and they play a video, and everyone just gets Fucking O'Brien. disintegrated, <laughs> and they're all sad, and there's a morning montage, and Sixo's like, I guess I gotta tell Keiko, and he's like, doot, doot, do. And he's like, I could tell you, or I could mention that they have this video where you get to watch your husband die. I'm not gonna say what it's like. For all you know, it's horribly gruesome. I'll just email it to you. And she's like, <laughs> I'd like to see it. And she watches it's it. It's already she- on LiveLeak. Yep. And, oh, God. And she's like, she watches it, and she's like, what the fuck? And she rushes up to Ops, and she's like, look, Miles is drinking coffee at three in the afternoon. And everyone's like, yeah. yeah she's like, is. he never drinks coffee at three in the afternoon. It keeps him up all night. And Cisco's like, good enough for me! <laughs> and launches an investigation. He probably also did it, because let's be honest, those ambassadors were both immediately super shady. That's correct. That's their hair, really. Yeah. But also just the fact that, like, right away, they're, they're obviously lying. Like, neither of them has a good poker face. 
I so like mean, the lady one. Meanwhile, back on the planet, they're trying to fix this calm thing they found. And then the chief starts dying of Harvester. Whoops. Uh, so he's got to try to talk Julian through it. While Julian's have... trying to talk with him about everything. Yeah, and they talk about, like, you know, oh, the one... Your sex life sucks. The one woman that Julian... <laughs> no, no, that's of... the next episode. <laughs> I think it's this one, too. It's both. But they're talking about, like, you know, the one woman Julian properly fell in love with and almost left Starfleet for, and Miles, oh, Marge is an adventure. And, um... Marge? Well, didn't yeah, almost leave, but almost didn't join, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah, because he's about to graduate. So, yeah, he almost didn't, yeah. Anywho, eventually <laughs> they, they realize things are funky, and, you know, the, the ambassadors show up. And it turns out, you know, because it had been set up to look like maybe it was just terrorists from one side, because only people with one dumb haircut were doing all the killing. Battle of the haircuts. But that, Yeah, but then, like, the people from both sides are there, and they're like, you two must die. And they're like, what? The only way we can maintain peace is if the harvesters are gone forever, so everyone who worked on destroying them must be killed. And it's like... That doesn't make sense. But then Cisco shows up and is like, I'm taking my people back, you fucking bad hair weirdos. And they get back to Deep Space Nine. And, uh, oh, no, there's don't, a whole room for, for the second. Don't forget the weird shuttle pod thing. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's, they, like, it's, like, it's like shell game. Yeah, there was <laughs> a shell game pods. with runabouts because they were going to blow up the runabout. But there was a second runabout. And they were like, they beamed to one when the sensors were all hanky. And Anyway, short versions, they get back. They heal the chief. All heal the chief. Everything's fine. His wife goes back to hating him. And then at the end, you know, it's like three in the afternoon and he's all like, I think I'm going to have a coffee. And Keiko's like, what? what? He must wow. be dead after all. Yep. And we end totally on like dead. this really goofy laugh thing where it's like, oh, Keiko, you silly bitch. You know what's great? We've seen O'Brien drinking coffee late in the evening in Rascals. Nice. Yeah, but she was a kid then. Who knows? Oh, barf. That was such a gross, uncomfortable episode. Um, so, my first three notes on the episode. Cool. Gonna be a no on the hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my first note. Oh, no, these hairstyles. <laughs> was the war over who had the dumber hair? The writers made the same joke. <laughs> Did they really? I don't know if it was the writers. It was whoever, whatever um, people were in the, in the room shooting when they were watching the episodes. Wonderful. And Chance's ambassador is up to no good? Currently 50-50 as of cold open. As cold open. Oh my. Yeah, like right yeah, away I was like, definitely I don't trust this man. Shady vibes. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. s- I still think it was O'Brien's fault. <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing though, right? Like, <sighs> this episode this just shits the bed at the end. In, like, the- oh yeah, I really hate, like I loved all of the Bashir Julian, nope, Bashir, what's his fucking name? Bra- Bra- O'Brien. The Bashir the O'Brien stuff hanging out on the planet talking about ballerinas and mm. how bad O'Brien's sex life is. Uh, and then they decide, oh, the way we're going to wrap this up is we have to kill anyone who had any knowledge on the yeah, harvesters. Yeah, it's a dumb plan. It's like, that's awful. And then, should, like, it should have just been a rebellion. And then to, been, and, like, some kind of secret group that were killing people. And then to, you know, so the alien span's already terrible, mm-hmm. but then to double down on it yeah. and, like, what are you going to do, doctor a photo of the runabout <laughs> blowing up? Like, what, what, like... Two people have already died. You don't think Starfleet's going to like come check out when, yeah. when two more are gone? Nope, totally feasible. Yep, Nothing that just happens. Here. Just happens. I really hope like they sent a fucking warship back to that planet to just level it. They No, they sent an Ober and the sun looked at it the wrong way and it exploded. <laughs> yeah, no, they are... Uh, yeah, no. It's like, I love the logic of it. It's like... 
I want to make sure no car is ever built ever again. I shall murder the man that crushes them at the junkyard. Because yeah. he has knowledge he will have of how they seen look. the car. He, he might be able to recreate one by looking at one. I mean, oh, no. I've I've eaten a turkey, so clearly I could construct one. I mean, it's sort of it's. You say that like you couldn't. You know what it is, though. It's totally it's, construct a turkey. You know, because the, the, obviously the the, the replicator is what the fucking thing called the harvesters. Harvesters. You know, they're uh, analogous to nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this horrible, it's, horrible It's so thing. hard to get rid of them and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and like, but, and I think what they were going for the episode is this whole sort of Pandora's box thing that you hear about with nuclear weapons. Yeah. It's like, yeah, once you've done it, it's done. Like, that knowledge exists now. And yeah. it won't, you know, unless you kill off everybody with the knowledge, then the Pandora's box remains open. Yeah. And how how do they know who doesn't have the knowledge? Right. Well, what if, like, some some janitor wandered into the science lab and just learned, like looked at the chalkboard and said, Ah, you're making harvesters in here, huh? Now I know how to. <laughs> For I am Matt Damon, the world's <laughs> smartest janitor. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of see where they were going with the thing with yeah. the idea like oh if we really want to end it we have to end n- not just the thing but all the knowledge about the thing yeah. Yeah. yeah here's the thing here's the thing in terms of what the original pitch was firstly it would have featured Dax instead of O'Brien but Dax stuck in a room with Julia yeah that would have been yeah, bad say, that would have been awful yeah nope um, but when they changed it to O'Brien they decided that the weapon would be encoded into O'Brien's DNA so that if the Federation wanted to destroy the weapon, they would have to kill O'Brien. But they decided that was too, like, Dramatis Personae. Which one was that again? That was the one where some other people... Well, they kind of, like, all became possessed by different beings that oh, were... Oh, how is that like that? Yeah, because it was something in their DNA-ish. Dumb. That's a reach and a half. Yeah. It sounds it, I better. I don't know. I don't think it would have No, because then it, it, because then it isn't this oh, you have to kill everyone with knowledge of the harvesters, then it's, we're going to make the knowledge of the harvesters keep living on because we secretly still want to be at war by putting the, the information in someone that you don't want to kill. Mm. Yeah. You're right, it would be a little better. Yeah, it sounded interesting. They they cut that. They also, it was also supposed to be much more like of a chase episode, but the budget wouldn't allow for it, so they just hung out in that bunker the whole episode I think instead. It worked well, though. You know, oh, yeah, that, them in the bunker was great. That story, though, about the DNA thing reminded me, I don't remember, this was like um, some thought experiment that somebody did. There was like, you know how there's the nuclear football? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, wherever the president is, there's also a guy with a suitcase that has the nuclear launch codes in it. So oh. in the event, and they call it the football. Yeah, when. okay. I didn't know what you were talking about until you explained yeah. further, but yes, I have heard about the so football. So I can't remember who it was. Some writer, thinker type guy was like, you know what? Instead of having a guy with a suitcase, it should be a guy. And the... He's nu- made of bombs. And the nuclear launch codes should be... Inside the like, like it sur- sounds like saw. Well, so here's the thing: the the nuclear launch code should be surgically implanted into the man's chest. And what if the man has to go on vacation? He does all, no, he doesn't. He gets paid a shit ton of money for this job, and he carries around with him a knife. And he's always with the president. And if the president decides he needs to launch a nuclear war, the president has to murder the man with the knife That's... and dig the launch codes out of his chest. Here's the problem with that. If you're willing to launch nuclear missiles, you're going to have no qualms about killing this guy. Well, no, no, you have to, as the president, it's not just that you might, you know... What if someone else kills the guy? The idea is that the 
it's one thing to order somebody to launch missiles and blow up a country you is on the other side of the world. No, it's no, another no. thing to physically butcher a Here's person. The thing. What's, to what's, do it. what's stopping the president from saying like, I don't want to get my hands dirty killing this guy. Uh, honey, you do it. <laughs> or Secret Service guy who's also always with me. Here's a here's here's my here's the better version of this. What is this? The, it has it, to be. It's in the president. It's in the president. Yes. yes! Uh, as the president, you have to implant the nuclear launch codes. Have the nuclear launch codes implanted in yourself. Okay, this I'm for. That yeah. And if you order a nuclear strike, <laughs> somebody has to murder you to get them. Or you have to murder yourself. Anyway, back to this episode. Well, Chris is gonna. Chris is going to hate this note. This episode was nominated for an Emmy in hairstyling. <laughs> well, I mean, it was impressive, the feats they come up with, but I wouldn't say it was good. Well, it was know? for O'Brien's sweaty look. Yes, he was very <laughs> sweaty. I, I'm sorry. Was, like, did everyone on the Emmy committee just be like, hey, hey, let's purposely throw in a stupid one and see if anyone notices? I mean, it wasn't too far off from, like, Queen Amidala's hair in Star Wars. Which was also dumb. But it was, everyone was like, it is impressive. It is impressive. Oh, Amidala's was pretty incredible, actually. I but mean, I didn't same, like it, but it was. Thing, right? Yeah, it's but like it was much more less impressive. It was much more artsy and it had a reason. Like, these there was looked... a cultural appropriation, I suppose, yeah. angle behind it for Amidala. These somehow also looked messy. Mm. Like, uh, whilst trying to make, you know, this very distinct, very elaborate hairstyle, it somehow also looked like it was a mess. Well, it's because they had had that elaborate style done, like, two weeks ago, and were just, like, keeping it going through Mm. applying more and more hairspray. Wait till we get to the Kazon, okay? I don't know what that is. The definition of terrible hair. Mm. Oh, so, uh, let's talk about Ames' favorite thing. Keiko? Quark. Bitching on Keiko? Oh, Quark. I love Quark. I liked his little scene. I have some great Keiko notes Because it was so genuine. What was first, the scene? Where he, like, oh, the brings drink, the drinks the and the toast. And at first oh, they think yes. he's just like, ah, they were good customers. Like, that's it. It's like, I'm not done. And you realize he meant it. I want Quark to deliver my eulogy. It was it was a sweet little scene. It's like oh he can. Like, I really liked it. Yeah, that, this true. is his version Personally, of genuinely liking people. I would prefer to outlive Armin Shimmerman, but uh, I as, don't as a second choice. Yes, him doing. The I also want Armin right. Shimmerman to live a long time. So well, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, I got it on the brain now. Um, but yeah, it wasn't much of a scene. But I thought we should bring it up. Yeah, it's a good scene. It was a good scene. It was. No, it, was. it was cute. But what's this about it. Keiko? A uh, before we get into the cake, into the, my actual notes on Keiko, my comment about Keiko was when when learning about the deaths that happened, the, the response should have been, "Oh no, the man whom I love and I'm sleeping with." Oh, and Miles died too. No, but actually, I, her her scene when she does learn about the death is actually really good, and they yeah. kind of they kind of let Rosalind Chow off her leash and say, "You know your character better than we fucking do." What That's would she do in this scene? Clear. What would her reaction be? And I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I suggested to Chris uh, after watching this episode that. <laughs> The only reason she discovered that Miles was drinking coffee in that video and that that seemed out of place for him was because she was having trouble collecting on the insurance money. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. What? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought <laughs> she did okay in this episode. I mean, you, you, no, one ever, no one would ever mistake me for a Keiko fan, but yeah, she does okay. <laughs> I liked her little red vest. She had a nice red top going on today. You know, I like the thing that they're continuing to do with Miles and Julian in that we've had a couple episodes now where it's sort of them together yeah. doing mm-hmm. stuff. A couple of them, yeah. And it's, you know, at the very at the beginning of the series, O'Brien just doesn't 
Yeah. Like in storytelling, he's like, fuck, I have to hang out with Julian. Mm -hmm. God damn it. Fuck, Julian wants to play racquetball with me? God damn it. Yeah, and like and this is another one where like they're less at odds with each other, but they're you know, they're they're again in this in a trying situation. And well immediately Miles is a little bitch to him when Julian tries to help. Oh yeah, but you can start to see a bond beginning to form, I think, especially you know when they start talking about girls and things like that and then you know of course by the end he's like god damn I, i'm glad to be a wit of that man fucking hell he's get a me real... a coffee get me a coffee woman miles you don't drink coffee in the afternoon so how do we feel about that the fact that that sort of gag thing at the end where it's like it was inevitable the day was only saved because of something that was not in fact true I'm not sure how I feel about it, because on the one hand, it's like, obviously, it's kind of a dumb joke, but, like, a dumb joke saved the day, sort of. It's weird. I'm, I'm, I'm a little conflicted. Well, I don't know. Again, I think the writers of this episode shit the bed. Mm. You know, there, I, I just wish there had been something different about the... I mean, I guess having it be Keiko realizing it is significant, because you're, you're, you know... Well, I mean, all they have to do is have that not have that joke at the end. Yeah. Like, just have her be right and you're fine. Yeah, because, you know, you, you want to say, like, oh, maybe she does have occasional feelings for him sometimes uh, when it's convenient Just never sexual. Well, also, yeah, um, and st- happen to know, like, what his coffee drinking habits are. Because yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. It's a stressful situation. Maybe he was planning to have an all-nighter. You know? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. There's lots of reasons why he could change his habit. Yeah. You know, it would have been interesting if, like, you know, it was tea, you know, and he mm. never drinks tea. Yeah. Yeah, or, I don't know, it's like, it was black, he always gets it double sweet. Yeah, yeah see, that's... Well, that a, we see, yeah. That's a thing, I and mean, we've already seen, he always orders double sweet. So. Double strong, double sweet? Like, I feel like it would have been better if they just, like, didn't have that little button on the end. I thought the video, the the evidence video they provided, so it was clear that some of what they said in the video was directly lifted dialogue from another scene. Yeah, I thought that was a clever which, which touch. Was clever. But then some of it, though... Sounded like it must have been faked. Well, they also have a week's worth of recordings. That's true. Of them, so you so. just had to find them going. Oh, what's this? Yeah, yeah, that's true. If they like were... we only saw the one scene, the two scenes, but like they had God knows how many hours of raw footage. Yeah. So they so they deep faked it. Yep. Oh God, the deep fakes are here. Yep. Yeah. So the planet. So where they beamed down to mm. was like a fucking disaster zone is, yeah is that so i'm guessing this is the site of the war one like i feel like the impression i'm under is like this was there were probably multiple planets they each had involved but this was clearly like the worst affected mm-hmm. oh yeah because they had to like just pick it random because they couldn't leave they couldn't like use the um what they call it shuttle pod runabout yeah they couldn't get to the runabout after the fucking massacre mm. so they just beamed down to where the fuck ever yeah wherever's closest and doesn't have assassins. Oh, God. That weird thing. What? Yes. Julian... Is in defeat. Give it, yeah, I have that note, oh, too. Okay, yeah. Dr. Quentin Bashir. <laughs> but no, less than that, because that... Well, let's be honest, foot fetishism is borderline, like, mainstream at this point. No, it's the fact that he gave... 
Dak's his diaries. Yeah. yeah. I thought here's the thing. I thought that was going to be the button on the end of the episode. Was Dax mm. was Dax coming in and saying, well, "No, I don't have to read your journals. You're here." <laughs> that would good. Been Take really, them, really you weirdo. Good. Yeah, but instead we don't get back to it. And, and this whole like, it's not even a will they, won't they with Julian and, and yeah, no, it's, it's a they it's, won't. Th- no, because we don't it want them a, to. It is we don't want them to, and no, yeah, they won't. please do not. If they do, we will storm the gates. Yeah, but instead of having this very one-sided sexual tension moment of, oh, he really wanted me to read his his, his journals because he's so fucking bonerific for me. Uh, and now I feel conflicted like I should have. It's like, you know, Judge Zia, that's not on you, honey. I like that she tried to get rid of them. She's like, well, maybe I can send them to his family. And <laughs> Kira's Kira. like, no, he'd want you to keep them. God damn it, Kira. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Her side. Kira's on the side of love. Ugh. <laughs> Kira's well, bad taste. I'm, I'm, trying well, to picture, I'm trying to picture Kira matchmaking and it just being like a worse disaster than that time Bender did matchmaking. <laughs> did you just get people from the bus no, station? No, no. A worse disaster than that time Data did matchmaking <laughs> and hooked up Miles and Keiko. <sighs> oh. I, I don't know. The one thing I'll say about this episode is I'm glad we've gotten the Miles and Peril stuff out of the way and we won't be touching on this topic <laughs> Miles is going to be but, fine from now yeah. on. Miles, Miles has been through a lot in this experience so I'm sure the writers will give that character a break. At least for two episodes. <laughs> <hopefully>. <laughs> uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, But we also, it starts us off the Miles and Julian become best buds thing and also just reiterating the Julian has awful, awful opinions about women because he started going on and on for a while about how, oh yeah, worrying about the wife and kids at home would sure suck if you were married, huh? And like, Julian, you know your wife can have her own life, right? Honey, um, no. I mean, although, like, being fair, like, as we said before, Starfleet personnel shouldn't have their families with them. It is just such a bad idea. I mean, I do think, though, you know, in the context of Deep Space Nine, where it's it is a like station, a, a yeah, public place. I suppose that makes a little more sense. Yeah, on the starship, when you're going out and exploring the unknown, that's an abysmal idea. Handling wars and yeah. things like that—that's different. But yeah. like, yeah, you know, the idea with the station is like. It's a fucking day job, or it yeah, should yeah. be. Yeah. I did love Julian ragging on Miles so much. I mean, like, Keiko fucking hates it here. And Miles is like, yeah, I fucking know. Mm. She tells me every day. <laughs> then she beats me a little. Yeah, really, she doesn't even say good morning in the morning. She says, I hate it here every morning, first thing. <laughs> Thanks. And then kicks him out of the bed. <laughs> she sleeps on the couch. <laughs> Oof. I did like, uh, like Miles insisting that he would die on his feet. That was nice. Just seems mm. in his character. I know. Julian faced death much more maturely than I thought he would. Yeah, like I thought I, he'd be crying and wetting himself. Yeah, no, he feels like, <laughs> I feel like, you do feel like his reaction would be anywhere but the face, but. <laughs> in so send, many different I to, situations. I have to send that for, to Jed Z. <laughs> I just I wanted, wanted to keep corpse. it with my churn- with my journals. <laughs> the little shrine he's imagining she has set up. Um, that she cries at every morning. So there's a confluence of convenience at the end with the That's runabouts. Good words there, Jake. Mm. Oh, their sensors aren't going to be working, so that gives us an opportunity to beam to the other one. Yeah, and then yeah. I think that set was part of that. Autopilot. I think that was kind of like dregs of the. This is going to be a big chase episode. Yeah. And oh no, we don't have money for any of the chase. Let's keep them on planet until the very, very end moment. Mm-hmm. But, but they were like, eh, it'll still do for the ending. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, speaking of the ending. 
Okay. I think we've made it. Yeah. Any final... Looks like we've made it. Any uh, final thoughts about this episode? I thought thought both episodes were good ideas. Yeah. But had a couple lacking elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, not the best, not the worst. Yeah, neither um, deep, neither like deeply offensive. And yeah. both giving us like good stuff. Like we yeah. got we got we got Mora, new Odo stuff. Who's cool? We got more about Odo, which is always good. And we've got the budding friendship of Odo and uh, of not Odo, right? Of O'Brien and Bashir. Odo. So <laughs> Odo and Odo and Odo and Odo. Odo already has his best friend in the world, Quark. Oh no! He doesn't need any other friends. That's true. All right. Well, we don't need any other friends either. I'm so lonely. I don't know. Oh, oh no. Next, <laughs> next week. Things got real. <laughs> next For week, real. we're going to talk about some other episodes called Whispers in Paradise. Whispers in Paradise. Sounds like a Jimmy Buffett song. It does. <laughs> oh, yes, to clarify, that is Whispers and Paradise. Paradise. Two different episodes. Two episodes of Deep Space Nine. Whoa. Uh, In the meantime, if you like what you heard, you can subscribe. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can give us a rating and a review. Allegedly, that helps people notice you. So if you're sick of feeling like you're the only one listening, maybe you could do something about it. I am sick of being the only one listening. (laughs) Yeah, so... Tell your friends. Oh, no, we got real again! (laughs) Tell your enemies. Um, Tell anybody. We don't care. (laughs) We're the worst. If you'd like, though, you can also find us on various platforms all over the internet to interact with us in different ways. We are on Facebook. You can search A Star to Steer Her By. We are at SSHB Podcast on Tumblr and Twitter. And um, if you visit SSHBPodcast.com, you'll be taken to our website... She said in scare quotes, which is really just a link to our Tumblr. For uh, reasons. And hit us up on, on, you know, comment on Facebook. Tell us who you think sings in the shower. I think, um, think that you would make I, I have a, I have a special announcement I'd like to make real quick. Right. Yeah? Yeah? If you are George, Riley, or Alex with Bernie 2020, please fuck off. And stop texting me all the fucking time. Hey, Jake, it's George with Bernie 2020. Bernie has spent his entire life standing up to the greed and corruption of the corporate elite and fighting for ordinary working people. Are you in for Bernie? Hey, Jake, it's Riley with Bernie 2020. Did you hear? Bernie is hosting a town hall in Exeter on Saturday. Are you able to join him? Hey, Jake, just wanted to make sure you saw our... First mis- message, our, our first message about the Exeter Town Hall on Saturday. The Can goddamn you make Town it? Hall, the, the tickets are all gone anyway. Why are they still giving me Can trouble you about that? Hey, hey, unsubscribe hey, Jake, or something? Hey, Jake, it's Alex of Bernie 2020. <laughs> the early coxes and primaries are right around the corner, and we're pulling out all the stops to make sure Bernie wins. <laughs> That's why we have Bernie buses heading to the to, from coxes. Cambridge to Manchester, New Hampshire, to knock on doors and talk to voters. Can you join Team Bernie for this trip on Sunday? See, it's funny. I got my first ever, I don't know how they got my number, but I got a text from them for the first time this past Monday. My guy is named Ian. They're- That's funny. I've never gotten texts to my actual phone, but to the spare phone that I use for my, my work tasks hmm. i've gotten text there about from from, the well, I from bernie i haven't from heard bernie anything from i don't anybody. like here's the thing i 
for the record, I very much support Bernie. I'm a big, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a big Bernie guy, but... Oh my god, this is our first official endorsement. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I like Bernie a lot. Um, Quark, you know, Quark for president. I'm going to see, you know, Massachusetts isn't for a while, so we'll see how the things look by then, but, you know, I like him. I liked him last time, too. I think I voted him from the primary in 2016, but... Don't blame me. It is really fucking annoying to get spam. It's mm-hmm. really fucking annoying to get spam on your phone, and it really, uh, it, it pisses me off. I did not sign up for anything. Yeah, neither did I. I don't know how it happened. Oh, I signed you guys up. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. You know? I didn't do any such thing. Are we padding, or are we going to cut all this? No, no leave it. This is good. So, I mean, this is a public service announcement to the Bernie campaign. Like, listen, I like you guys, but shut the fuck up. It's pissing me off. Well known that Bernie is a big fan of the you know who? You know who doesn't text me? Elizabeth Anyone Warren else. <laughs> doesn't text me. Yang. Uh, Yang doesn't text me. Who the fuck is Yang? Biden. Yang. Biden. Biden does text me, but it's like just, it's just us. Guys. It's like racial <laughs> slurs from old Uncle Joe. He just he just texts me like like meme pictures. If, of if, things. if Mayor Pete texts me, I might tell him to go fuck himself. I was I was terrified. Remember the presidential alert? I was oh afraid yeah. Trump would be texting me, but yeah, he, I thought, he hasn't oh, yet. So no. anyway, yikes. Who have we all been? I don't fucking know. I've been Caitlin, Tony, I have Riley, been This Alex. has been Chris. Uh, and this has been Ames. With Bernie 2020. Are we? Uh, Jake whispers is the Whispers in paradise. Who's going to be Admiral? Do you hear those whispers in paradise? Do you do?